So I wanted mm-hmm. to start something new. So that pivot happened when I saw the growth potential is not there. If the growth potential to what I was capable of was there, then I would have stuck with the business. But I did That's- hire multiple people and I got very ready and in the market for a good two years to really advertise and grow that business. And we realized that we didn't have enough funds and the ability to be able to compete with your GoDaddy and all these different web.com type companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love when you said the, um, the growth potential to what you were capable of, like that, that full realization of kind of, here's where we stand, here's what's real. Um, sometimes I think, you know, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, there are some who will embrace that pivot and yep, things don't line up. There are some who will hold on just a few years too long. <laughs> so. That's right. Ever had a change in plans so monumental that you laid in your bed, stared at the ceiling and just thought, what if I would have uh, fill in the blank? And and not a what if in a non-action taking way, but what if I didn't take that different route? See, it's the changes that we make, the pivots in our careers and our businesses that can pay dividends. A few years ago, my guest on the show, PJ Tai, decided to build the best video monetization platform on the market, a platform for users to build their own Netflix, but not limited to entertainment. In 2014, he put an amazing team together and launched Uscreen, now the world's leading video monetization platform. Today, Uscreen is home to over 10,000 video creators who use their platform to distribute and sell their videos online. Now... PJ and I had an amazing conversation when it came to pivoting and and building a team and knowing when to change. So grab your pen and pad. We're going to get into it after the theme song. So the big question is this, how do we ambitious professionals avoid the slow moving career, take control of our time and get paid for two things, doing what excites us and making an impact bigger than anyone ever thought was possible? That is the question and this podcast has the answers. My name is Candace Spears and welcome to Ambition, Honey and Hustle. thrilled to have with me on the show today a guest who I'm really really anxious to talk to because he's doing some cool stuff um as an entrepreneur and just in his in his business in general PJ Tai PJ welcome to the show thank you thank you for having me I'm, I'm excited to have you here so now you've got to tell me and I like to start off with everybody tell me about just your your why as an entrepreneur like why you are doing what you're doing the business that you're in yeah absolutely so i really love helping people and i like doing business so um business allows me to interact and um speak to customers help them out listen to their troubles it really creates kind of this um workspace to be able to interact with all types of people right especially with the internet everyone's located all around the world so you get to speak with all types of people all around the world doing different things um so my company allows me to basically interact and experience and help 
and help build people's businesses. Um, obviously in the video distribution space where there are, you know, creators, brands coming and uploading their content and selling those videos, which it gives me a really broad, um, perspective of talking to all types of people. So I really enjoy working with people and that enables me to do that. Hmm. Did you always know you would be an entrepreneur? Uh, yeah, I think early on I did. Like I would go around my neighborhood and mow everybody's lawn, plow the snow. Um, yeah, I think that was actually something I knew early on and I didn't fit very well with working with, um, for someone I would say. Yeah, yeah, at a very young age. So even though I didn't sit and plan it, I kind of did know that. Mm-hmm. The, um, it's funny when you say, you know, I didn't, I knew like I didn't, I wouldn't do well working for someone else. And I feel like almost every entrepreneur has some type of either a story, a moment, or just something that may trigger them <laughs> where it's like, this is why I work for myself. Or this is, this is why I can only sort of be my own boss. Did you ever have um, time when maybe you're working a nine to five before you screen came along? Like, did you ever have one of those moments where it was like, okay, this is, this is why I need to work for myself? Uh, no, I don't think I ever had those moments. I think I had that feeling since I was young. Um, my dad's an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. My brother's also an entrepreneur. So I think it was just kind of instilled in me. Um, but I never had a moment. There was never like a frustration or a milestone or something I failed at. It was always something I was natural in just kind of doing business and interacting with people. It was always part of my personality. Um, mm -hmm. So no, I never had that, but I did have the feeling of, or the drive to want to do business, whatever that may be. Like business is just kind of like, in some ways, overall, it's just a way to interact and make deals, right? Mm -hmm. So that was just always very natural for me to make deals and be street smart and not in a bad way. You know, I don't mean deals as in being a salesman, just interaction of helping hey i'll plow your snow give me ten dollars yeah. oh that's too much okay sure i'll do it for eight you know some just basis of interacting with others was always something that came natural to me hmm. so tell me a little bit so when it comes to you screen why why this business yeah so for me i think you know like when you enjoy doing business and you enjoy interaction and helping others. And I see this a lot with entrepreneurs. I don't think they really sit there or at least I didn't and think what is the best business for me? Although that sounds a little bit like, okay, wouldn't someone do that? And you want to do something you're happy with. I'm happy doing business, right? So in my case, I don't have to sit there and figure out, okay, this is exactly the type of business I want to do. So to answer your question, Uscreen is a software as a service and it's in technology. So that's the first thing that attracted to me to that is technology because initially I worked at, at my dad's computer uh, reseller firm before Dell became really popular in the nineties. And I was in my teens or early teens and I was in technology. I got my MCSE. I did Microsoft. Then I worked at CompUSA, Best Buy at the time it was called PC tech. Now it's called mm -hmm. geek squad. So 
I was always in technology. Then I started my first company, which was a web hosting company, kind of like your GoDaddy competitors, right? Mm -hmm. And that was a technology company. Then as that flatlined, I realized I want to go into another, I need to go into another business that's not growing as well. It was 14 years in that company. Um, and I started looking for software as a service, a subscription business. Mm -hmm. Automatically in my previous company, being in technology and working with customers that were selling physical goods, I looked at digital goods. So that was the natural progression. So number one, it was technology because that's what I know. Number two, it's business, right? Mm -hmm. Which I like and I like software. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew video had a big future. This is in 2014. I went to this mm -hmm. big conference in Amsterdam. It's called IBC. It's the European version of NAB in Las Vegas that we have in the States. Mm -hmm. And I saw this big, these big booths of Bright Cove and all these different companies that we now compete with and do very well at. And mm -hmm. I saw that they had these big show of wealth. And I was like, okay, there's a lot of money in this industry. Video was always expensive. Delivering video like you and I are doing with mm -hmm. Zoom, it's, it's always been expensive. So I knew there was a lot of money there and a lot of growth potential. And you could tell with Facebook and live and all the video yeah. that that was the future. So I knew mm -hmm. making money with video was next in line. First, there's free videos. Then people are like, holy crap, this stuff's expensive. For me to create good videos just on YouTube where I'm not making a lot of money is expensive. I might want to sell it. So that was mm -hmm. the early thinking of that um, okay. progression path. Yeah. Okay. So is what's, what's interesting, um, but not uh, unique is not the word. What's interesting is, and it's something that you find often, that's what I'm trying to say, um, for those that are listening or watching, is how you talked about, hey, I knew I had that technology anchor. Like I had that background. I knew I liked business. And then you had the foresight that said, okay, video is going to be huge. And there's a lot to be had and efficiency to do and a lot to bring to that space. How you combine those three things to say, okay, this is where I want to play. And I just wanted to stop to, to highlight that. So talk to me a little bit, PJ. You talked about the, you had the web hosting, um, the web hosting company happening. And then you took the pivot to go towards Uscreen. Talk to me about that pivot, knowing when you needed to pivot. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, for me, pivoting from my previous company to the current company was simply a plateau because I started that company when I was 23. And then you obviously get comfortable or you lose. You don't lose. I never lost motivation. I always kept up with the business. But it gets to the point where it becomes very... Um, very repetitive and web hosting changed very quickly when i got in and then the internet started to really boost and godaddy came these different companies came it got very competitive very fast and i wasn't smart enough or mature enough to innovate to the leveling you know i would have to do different things to be able to keep up with that so i wouldn't say i would say it, the company made good money and, and grew we we gained about 5,500 customers at the end over that 14 year period, but it mm -hmm. flatlined. It wasn't growing at a hundred percent or 50% a year. I think we were growing at one or 2% per month and then we'd lose a big customer and we'd drop. And I mm -hmm. knew after trying in various different um, 
marketing efforts and sales efforts that I was never going to be able to grow the company at that level. It was, I was too uh, late to the game of taking it to the next level. In that case, I'd missed that opportunity. So I wanted mm -hmm. to start something new. So that pivot happened when I saw the growth potentials not there. It was mm -hmm. that simple. Yes, of course, it had become ordinary and I wanted something new for myself. Mm -hmm. But I also knew that the growth potential wasn't there. If the growth potential to what I was capable of was there, mm -hmm. then I would have stuck with the business. But I did hire multiple people and I got very ready and in the market for a good two years to really advertise and grow that business. And we realized that we didn't have enough funds and the ability to be able to compete with your GoDaddy and all these different web.com type companies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love when you said the, um, the growth potential to what you were capable of, like that, that full realization of kind of here's where we stand, here's what's real. Um, sometimes I think, you know, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, there are some who will embrace that pivot and yep, things don't line up. There are some who will hold on just a few years too long. <laughs> so, that's right. So, so that's awesome. Now, tell me from your expertise angle, PJ, because you're in the video business, you're in that content business. Talk to me about what we as entrepreneurs should be thinking about doing from a video perspective, how maybe we should be leveraging it. What, what should we be doing now? Yeah, I think in video in general, it's a great way to communicate, right? Um, a video is worth a thousand pictures per se. So, um, but also creating good video is, can be expensive. It's time consuming, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I think you have to kind of look at it for what it will do for your business. In, in our case for Uscreen, we help companies distribute and sell monetized videos. So faith-based organizations, fitness, entertainment, lots of e-learning. Um, so there's, there's a goal in mind for these brands to make money with content or build an audience. Um, and a lot of them come from the free world of YouTube with ad insertion and so forth to monetize directly to their audience. Mm -hmm. So would I advise everybody to create video? I wouldn't say it's for everybody, but I think, you know, having a little bit of video, if you have it on your social feed and Facebook and all that for fun is not bad, but if you do have a skill whether it's fitness, entrepreneurial, coaching, video is great for that. You can absolutely monetize videos. I mean, there's what, over 5,000 creators on our platform. Mm -hmm. And a year ago, the average revenue per account was maybe $7,000 per month, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's mm -hmm. above 20,000. I mean, in the last 90 days, that's significantly changed. I would say it's above 20,000. It was like 17, 18,000. Over three, about three, four months ago, but now with Corona, we have companies mm -hmm. that are making a few hundred thousand dollars in a week, two weeks, mm -hmm. with selling videos directly to the audience. So, um, I think if and you PJ, have a skill, oh, go ahead. So, PJ, before you keep going, just to make it clear, when you're talking about people selling these videos to their audiences, are these how-to videos that they're they're selling? Yeah, good question. Well. How to would be one example, but it's more, let me give examples. One of them could be uh, a faith-based individual or organization that wants to deliver their message, right? To their audience mm -hmm. and is doing their Sunday sermons or weekly, daily bits of content. 
So mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's how to, it's more e-learning, right? Hey, do you want okay. to get closer to Jesus, whatever that may be? And then mm -hmm. the other one can be, hey, 30 minutes of yoga, let's do this live class or on demand. We do those lots of fitness training, you know, tap out yoga with Adrian, um, humming puppy, another cool name, burn boot camp. Um, there, there's a lot of fitness companies on our platform that are doing fitness training, work out with your audience, right? On demand replays or live streams and lots of e-learning. When you say how to videos, it's a lot of e-learning. It's everything from barbecuing to cooking, cooking channels. It's a lot of series of content. It's entertainment also like comedians and all that stuff. Uh, we enable you to basically build your own Netflix. So imagine if you had your own Netflix for hustle and, uh, launching mm -hmm. your own business and finding your why and all that good stuff. And you offered a lot of good information that I could subscribe, pay 10 bucks a month and gain access to your catalog of content. Or mm -hmm. I pay a hundred dollars and gain access to 101 um, type content from, you know, of course, A to Z for you to teach me how to launch my own business or mm -hmm. how to find my why factor. So ultimately it's the, the type of video is almost, uh, agnostic yeah, anything definitely. can go into the right you could just you could watch mm -hmm. anything on Netflix you can launch your own Netflix with you screen and you can organize a few hours of content into this whole catalog with categories and organization so it, the Netflix figured it out really well we copy the mm -hmm. model of that catalog basically but there's a lot of tools there's marketing yeah. tools and all that stuff to help you going get going so now tell me there are um and I say this from experience. So I run a digital marketing agency in the real estate space and we do a lot of advertising and we always, we always, always, always push clients to do a video of some sort. Mm -hmm. This is always where it gets fun. <laughs> because Either you have someone like completely terrified um, or they're, they're just like, yeah, okay, down to do it. You know, one of the things that we've learned is, all right, we're going to start putting together some things that don't necessarily video, but don't necessarily require them to be in the video. What do you say to the people who are deathly afraid of showing up on video, but want to leverage it? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I think the first step is to do it right. And then you're not going to get it right. Initially, it's going to be, be a little intimidating. Um, just looking at the camera lens, I think is uncomfortable for a lot of people, a majority, including myself, you're just kind of looking at a lens. You're like, what am I doing? Like, you're not seeing another person. Like right now we're two-way video, so it's easy like looking at you and talking, but I don't really think it's a camera. I'm talking mm -hmm. to you, but in the case of talking to a digital SLR camera or your iPhone, it's a little <laughs> interesting, but you get used to it really fast. And then, so I would advise someone to try it. Initially, it's not going to look good. People don't really care that much, to be honest, or they don't care at all. They just want to see you. You're delivering your message. And you'll learn really quickly. Once you get it, it's, it's, it flows. It's, it's like mm -hmm. a click. It's kind of like riding your bicycle. You'll eventually get better and better and can turn better and brake better and all that stuff. But once you get it, it's kind of like, okay, I got it down. Let me turn this button, mic. Okay, sound check. I'm ready to go. And obviously preparing a script and kind of what you want to say is important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in other words, doable, just try. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's correct. 
So tell me, PJ, what has, um, what's been the biggest challenge for you in building your business so far? Yeah, good question. So my web hosting in WebNet hosting, my previous company, we had at the most seven people, full timers in an office in Rockville. Now most of our team is remote. So I've had a um, few challenges, I would say personally, right? That, which relate directly to business challenges. One is, which are really it's the business directly is we have a remote team. There's 60 of us now we're remote. So working with remote is difficult mm -hmm. until you get it. Right now we're speaking during Corona, COVID, and um, everyone's shifted into remote and they're having a really tough time. For mm -hmm. us, we're five years old. We've done it. We're used to it. It takes a while to learn it. It is not a one month or two month or three month process. It takes a year, two years for everybody and your processes to come into place the different tools that you use. And mm -hmm. that was a big challenge. Big challenge is really overcoming how you're going to work with all these people remote, especially when you're paying them and trying to run a company against big competition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, other challenges for me would be focus, right? As you get really busy, it's hard to focus on the right stuff um, or the right items at the right time. Delegating tasks is mm -hmm. also a personal um, skill that you acquire, right? Mm -hmm. Prioritizing, focusing, um, being patient, working with a lot of people. The reason I say my first company had seven people is now we have 60. It's a completely different animal. You now need managers before i would just manage people sporadically and that skill kind of came naturally with working with people over time um yeah. but now you got to have managers to run different teams and then there's internal politics so things get very complicated as an organization grows which i never understood as big companies why they have so many challenges making big moves really fast or just developing products or features yeah it gets very complicated as you grow um so Personally, I had to learn how to focus. I had to learn how to wake up earlier. I've never been a lazy person, but you have to work more hours. You have to be more efficient. You have to be in better shape because you have a lot of people that depend on you and there's a lot of big decisions to make. So you have to be patient. You can't get mad. Um, and that, those things has, have happened. I'm usually a pretty fun person, but obviously stress comes and there's different things you get frustrated about. There's internal politics mm -hmm. so you have to be positive because the smaller the smallest thing that you tell your team you know people resonate with so if you tell someone from the beginning before you hire them hey i'm yeah you sure you can become a manager that person's going to hold you to that three or six months later and mm -hmm. you're so busy during the, your day you just wanted to bring them into the door not be dishonest with them but hey yeah sure you're a great fit right yeah you didn't mm -hmm. think that they asked to become a manager, that they really wanted that. And then once that person's into the team, there's a lot of dynamics because another person wants to become a manager. So now they're yeah. butting heads. <laughs> so these things you don't, you have to learn as a human being, as a person, as a leader, that I have to be careful what I tell people. I have to lead them. I have to obviously be honest. I have to communicate very well. Mm -hmm. These things I had to learn. I never acquired the skill before. I've never had a company at this stage. So these are all personal mm -hmm. things that you have to learn. Obviously they relate to business, but you know, you have to learn them over time. Yeah. You know, that, uh, that one about, you know, being careful what you say, uh, that one in particular. So a lot of my background is corporate and that one in particular, I learned 
early on in, in managing a team of like 12, 12 people, that the words that you say carry so much weight, you don't even realize it. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, be careful what you say to your point. Either they'll hold you to it, um, they might feel some type of way, you could end up losing good people. Like it's important to, to just recognize what you're saying, be present in it and that type of thing. Um, it's even something I think about now, now that I've got not a large team, a small team um, of three, that it's just important as you're building this um, and haven't seen your stage yet, right? Of like 60, but with those, those just small few, right? That, that communication, that touch is so important. I think that's a good piece to bring out um, for everybody that's listening and watching on that entrepreneurial journey, that things will, they will come, they will go, they will change. Um, as you travel, as you travel that path. So awesome. I, I am, I'm so, 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 so thankful that you came on PJ. This has been really uh, an enlightened conversation so far. Absolutely. I appreciate that. It's a pleasure as well. <laughs> so this is what I think we're going to do. Um, first, let listeners know and watchers know where they can find you. Let's do that first. Where can they learn more? Yeah, so my um, you can email me anytime, anyone listening. I'm happy to chat with you. It's pj at uscreen.tv. That's the letter P, letter J, at U, the letter U, and then screen, like computerscreen.tv. Awesome. And I'm going to make sure, folks, that we have on the show notes at candaspears.com that we have PJ's information so that you can make sure um, you get in contact with him if that's something that you'd like to do. So one fun question before we go. So we're in the midst of the uh, pandemic, coronavirus pandemic. Mm -hmm. Tell me one thing, this is a wild card. So tell me one thing that you look forward to doing when all the restrictions are just gone? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, it's hard to narrow it down to one. That's why it's a tough question, right? <laughs> I would say personally, I wanna go back to the gym, even though I have some weights here. Um, I think it'd be nice just to go to the gym. I think a lot of people feel that way. And then little stuff, right? You want to just kind of go back. Um, I'm not a big shopper, but you know, going back to the mall or somewhere, normal, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you can go now to the grocery store and wear a mask. Um, I would say not having to wear a mask would be one of them. I don't really like wearing a mask. Um, but yeah, I would probably say going to the going back to the gym. You know, so mm -hmm. obviously I know there's a lot of fear there. I think that will hopefully go down over time. But that would be nice, going to the mall, going to a big event without everybody being, um, or like, even like a family party or something like that, yeah. right? I, I think it'll take time, but it'll happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll all one day get back to normal. It'll be, well, I don't think it will ever really be normal per se, but we'll get yeah. back to not having the restrictions. I'll, I'll say that at some point in time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining in, PJ. Um, and for those that are listening and watching, you know what I always say, don't just take what you have heard and hold on to it. Take it and take some action. And I hope you have a great day, a great evening, whenever you're listening. And I'll talk to you or watching. And I'll talk to you again very, very soon.
Okay, if we're not connected on social media, what are we doing with ourselves? I'm not sure where to find you, but hopefully you can find me and we can get connected. I love to hang out on Instagram and you can find me at Candace Spears. I'm also hanging around on Twitter a little bit more these days and you can find me at Canned, C-A-N-D, Spears. Same thing on Facebook, at Canned Spears. I'm also hanging around on LinkedIn, not so much on YouTube these days, but yeah, I'm there a little bit. And if ever you want to connect via email, I would love to hear from you too. You can reach out to me at Candice at CandaceSpears.com. There's so many options. There are no excuses for us to not be connected. I hope to talk to you very, very soon.